<laughs> no, that's not weird oh, enough. That's, not, that's, not that's just regular bark. Disgusting you? No. Are you like anti-bark? I mean, I got. He's an anti-bark. Everybody we talk to comes up. I got a what's called tripophobia. Okay. I've got um, what do they call it? It's something phobia. I'm afraid of mirrors. So mirrors. That's it. That's serious. Cannot deal with really? mirrors. My new apartment is taking some getting used to because that's the, strange. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah, scared I, about mirrors. The well, I the watched Candyman. Yeah, I watched Candyman at the wrong time as a kid. Um, and mind you, I'm an apatheist. Like I don't believe in anything really. Mm-hmm. You know. And uh, sure enough, uh, I, I, I know, my logical mind knows, but my lizard primal brain So you must hate that when there's like a mirror and a mirror behind can't you. Can't deal with like that. So do you hate that scene from Enter the Dragon? No, no, I'm fine with that. See, I'm fine with it. It's certain moments and it's it's certain ways. Like, it's in the dark, I can't deal with it. Like, if it's bright light or there are a bunch of people, I'm like, obviously nothing's coming out of there. A bunch of people around. Or it's daylight. Yeah, that's, you know, a, that's a movie. That totally fine. Now. But as soon as, like, if it's dark, like, I have to go through my house and close every bathroom door, make sure it's closed, the door locked, everything. Dang. And right now we have a giant fucking mirror on the other side of our wall in our uh, new apartment for our bathroom. And I'm, I'm like, having to like zen out before bed, like just like, <laughs> before. Wow. But it, 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 no, no, I'm not gonna do that. Like I know better and I know what would help. Like I know if I like did it, yeah. I'd be fine. It just, yeah, it's not worth risking it. But no, exactly, it's not worth risking it. And that's exactly how I feel. It's not worth the risk. Cause if I'm right, I'm dead. So I know it's wrong, I know it's stupid, but I don't care, I'm gonna I do it. I watched the X-Files when I was young at yeah. a bad time where I saw an episode where yeah. the aliens were coming out of the little air vents. Oh, aliens are oh. so kind of got I just had this picture of the screws just unscrewing. Oh up, no, that wasn't so. an alien, it was the guy with the oh. liver who ate the livers, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like and that. he stretched. I was young and, and it yeah. scared me. <laughs> yeah, he stretched and he ate livers and like would hibernate in little hot. I know this weird snake. Man, oh, yeah, I know. I loved X Files as a kid. I love that. Yeah, for a while, I'd make sure the screws were tight. Yeah, nice, yeah. Because he could when just unscrew them. Uh, when I was a kid, I'd always like when I was in bed, I wouldn't let any of my my head would be out of the co- yeah. like out from under the covers. But if any of my feet oh, no. or my arms or anything, I would be scared. Like somebody would just break into my house and just chop off anything that's exposed. Or like something would come up and bite it, or yeah. I can't sleep with Regina if one of my legs and one of my arms isn't polar opposite of each other. <laughs> like, really? I, okay, like if we're sleeping and we're like, she's here and um, she wraps her leg around it, I can't deal with it. Like, it, but if as long as like, cat a corner arm and leg, if, as long as one arm can do this and this leg can go back, I'm fine. It doesn't matter if there's a bed there, the bed doesn't count. It's just <laughs> when a person's in the way, I can't right. do it. So. But it's it's catacorn. So like as long as if if this like can go forward and this one can go back, it's fine. But if anything blocks that, mm-hmm. like the full like if she grabs both arms and holds them in, can't deal with it. <laughs> Cannot deal with it. What like, is it? You scared that you I don't just know. won't be able to do if something comes? You won't I, be able my to get ninjutsu loose. super <laughs> mega powers can't. Cause it's, it's like going to the, the restaurant. <laughs> it's like going to the restaurant and getting a table against the back of the wall, yep. facing the door and the windows, you know. Yep, doesn't do any good. No, and I'm fine with that, I don't care. People behind me, I don't give a shit. But when I sleep, like, that's that's how it has to be. This is how it has to be. There are certain little things, like, this is the way I live my life, and I can change them if I choose to, but I've got, I'm like, why? I've got better shit to do than, don't like, yeah, yeah. I have to, if I'm in a room where I'm sleeping somewhere, I kind of kind of be facing the door. Oh, yeah, no, I, uh, whenever we sleep, I have to sleep closest to the door. 
like I, uh, that's one thing. It's like it's I, weird. I, 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 I have to be closest things. to the window. Really? No, I'm fine I have with to be <laughs> at the window. I do not like to be sleeping against the, the wall. Scary. That's where aliens are going to abduct you from. <laughs> from no, the windows. I know. Scary. Nothing <laughs> good has ever come um, from out of a window. Like, like a nice night to open that window and feel the breeze. Oh, I never open my windows. I have guns. I don't need to open windows. If someone tries coming in, that's what guns are for. I get freaked out if I'm like, it's, it's like a bedroom corner and there's like no window right there and the bed is shoved up in that corner. With that's where my bed is. I can't sleep in that corner. Like I can't. I have to be on the outside part of the bed. That's farthest the only from the way mirror. I can accept farthest from the mirror. That's farthest from the mirror. That's where my bed is. Oh, well, farthest from go. the mirror. Farthest from the windows. Do you sleep with the gun under your pillow? No, no, but I do sleep under the, in the cabinet right next to my bed. Yeah, yeah that's what Mike does. Yeah. And I don't like it. I have the gun there. Just imagine sleepwalking one day and just like. <laughs> well, you sleep with a gun under your pillow or what? Shake something. <laughs> no, I'm alone. Oh, and I stand. Yeah. 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 I've got one there, and then in my computer room, I have a pistol in that it's room. It's not gonna too. do any good. It's not an arm's reach. I give a bitch. No, exactly my, my point. Because I've got my shotguns and my rifles clear across the room in a corner there. But like, I want to be able to like, and I have it lined up, so I just got <laughs> <laughs> like that. That's the move. Lined up to where you could, you know. Yeah, sleepwalk and grab it and kill something. If I need to, exactly. use it as an excuse. Right, yeah, leave the room, go get it. Pointless. Oh yeah, it is. That is pointless. Like you have to do the codes. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's not gonna do any good. And then you know the shotguns, those are on all, all unloaded. See, I don't like telling people because I'm like, but if you break in, you'll know that the shotguns are unloaded. Um, we can do it now. Yeah, we know his secrets. You know how he sleeps. This is all just a ruse to get you we'll to confess break in this. With a bunch of mirrors. You'll, you'll come dressed in a mirror. Suit. A bunch of mirrors. No, knowing no. his guns are not loaded. Knowing well, those nice. guns, my pistols are loaded. Oh, good. Uh, no, no, my pistols to, are loaded. He's trying to bluff now. Really? No, no, the shotguns. I said this. The shotguns are unloaded, okay. but the pistol is not. No, I mean, what's the point of an unloaded pistol? That's true. It's right there. It's for shooting. It's got those um, glazer rounds. Have you seen those with the blue tips? They're full of like shotgun pellets. Oh, yeah. Like, oh so they spread out. Yeah, yeah. so that they don't go through walls. That's yeah. why I got them because yeah, I live in an apartment. You know? So you don't have to aim. Yeah. Well, I, well, you have to aim, but you don't. It's kind of like a bump shot. Well, because you so lose about. It's kind of like yeah, a bump shot. Like right? Yeah, you lose yeah. 85% of velocity when it hits a wall. Um, so that, like, because I live in an apartment, you know, you, you when you shoot fire Remember? bullet. You're in charge of that bullet. Talking about that with hipster Jesus. Yeah, I, got, I got those hollow points. Oh. I live in the house, so I want to yeah. go through multiple. No, and that's fine. Like, and if I lived in, a, that way, if they're hiding behind the wall, you'd be like, pow, pow, pow. Yeah. Yeah. If I lived in a uh, in a house and I had a room, it, I'd be in the same boat. Like, I wouldn't care. I trigger my front door. I got a shotgun hanging on a hanging on a stand with Every string wrapped around the trigger. Shotgun. Once that door opens, boom! Nice. <laughs> That'd be funny to make that as like art. Like I sell art. What is it? it looks like a shotgun. It's not really, but it looks like a shotgun. Like fake. Booby spare. trap art. Exactly. That'd be pretty cool. Put it around yeah. your house. I'd sell to all the drug dealers. I, you know, <laughs> you know, guarantee to keep comes up. Exactly. You know, have that's a good idea. <laughs> Same company that sells the fake cameras. It's like big, elaborate, those. like cartoonish booby traps. Like yeah. a big bear trap and a, an anvil hanging in the ceiling. But it's all fake. Like it's <laughs> a light <laughs> anvil. <laughs> it's a plastic bear trap. But, you know, it's all about like scaring. Yeah. That's Some, a good idea. I'm good if you guys are good for sound. I mean, yeah, you'll be good. We Hello. Don't do, we don't do too much setup. It's pretty laid back. Hi. <laughs> How goes? <Stop>. What's up? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Is this furry thing on? Oh, yeah. It's, it, I recorded it. Everything's did you get been a recorded. New I did. Nice. It looks like a um, troll doll. Thank yes. you. Yes. That's the common <laughs> yeah. assumption from everybody. 
We've nicknamed it the troll. Do you have like googly eyes on it yet? No. no. Yeah. It does have its little, even the little record button is kind of like the jewel in its belly. Yeah. You should put a jewel on it. You should be dazzling. Right, I want the googly eyes. on the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> it's an adult troll. <laughs> Oh my god. It's, like it's got a butt plug on it. It's like, oh, dude, no. You should get it in different colors. It get really the fur. is lacking right. boobs. Yeah. Right. Kind of disappointing. Anything you want? Is there anything you don't want to talk about? Um, Because we'll get into anything. I don't talk about superheroes. I don't. Do. Well, we're going to. Yeah, I, I do. Um, That's when I'll zone out. Like, I really don't care. You just hate superheroes? I, I've got to keep. I just don't care. They're not fascinating? No. What about not. Barbarella? I love no. Barbarella. <laughs> Dude, I loved Barbarella as a kid. Yeah. <laughs> no, I liked all those like 70s. I just rewatched Black Dynamite. Oh, uh, yeah. I love that movie. I love it so what about bad. The producers. <laughs> like the original or the remake? He's just, just all over the place. He's just all over the place. What about Raven? He just likes to name everything he just watched. Let's talk about toys. I know toys. No, I'm talking about the movie toys. Oh, no. I've been listening to this this whole biography about Walt Disney. It's pretty interesting. Was he racist? An audio book. Well, they didn't talk about that. Or at least not yet. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty random. They pecked him to death. <laughs> really? Yeah. Nice. Like, did we they just decide? It, we opened or? the chicken coop and it was like. Let's try and get it to it, Was it like Fight Club for like. <laughs> like in that little coop, like it's Fight Coop. Old McDonald's Fight Coop. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, all, it's called Fight Coop and I'm nobody talks about Fight Coop. Because it's all closed in. So yeah. I imagine he got in there somehow and he's just running around with four chickens trying to peck it. Well, there, there were probably quite a few rats in there. And I'm like, surprised he they just, went after it. He went down and lost. Like, that was the one, you know. He threw the fight, but they were like, we're not, we're not having any of this. These ones probably Mice protect are fast. themselves. I don't know how the chickens. Chickens are stupid and mice are fast, so I would have not thought that would happen. I hate chickens. <laughs> I was chased by a rooster as a kid. Like I know where all my phobias it, come from, so it, like it's not one of those. Like, does it like empower you when you eat fried chicken and stuff like this? So you like yes. No, because it. it's like that's that's the, the like if I was eating like rooster, like like or like you know if I was part of my like my Mexican heritage, like my great grandmother, she was a witch, one of the ones owning who had like a little shed in the back and did all that crazy shit. And like it was like drink this rooster's blood. I'd be like, yeah, <laughs> we're more powerful. Very metal. Exactly right. <laughs> yeah, well, as a kid, that's all I really. I, one of my like, great life goals was to chop the tail off of a cobra and drink the blood. Like, do that. Have you ever seen that? Never. They have that in like countries that have cobras. Is you go and they chop the tail off the cobra and you drink the drink blood huh. of the cobra. It's not yeah. Poisonous or anything? No, the blood's not because it's a different thing. Do a snake dance and then afterwards. I'm not gonna do a dance. No, like those the, snake the people that do that. The cobra tamers. Oh, like the ones who kiss them is, on the head. Have that you seen who that? Drinks their blood. No, no, these are like dudes. Like me, I could go there and just buy oh. the. Buy They're just like, dudes hanging out. Oh shit, a cobra! <laughs> well, it's yeah. like yeah, it's like a stand. Like it's like not the most hygienic thing, but you're not doing the most hygienic thing in the it's world a anyway. Stand. I, I wanted to do it it's so a, bad. It's like a convenience, like a stand. Like you go up it's to a it. Street and vendor. It's, yeah, it's a street vendor basically. Yeah, it's like one of those like in a market, you know, kind of environment. Like I've seen video of it. Live cobras everywhere. I I don't know. I was never. You know, I want to do it. I'm just not. Going to, as a grown man, is there like, one that like they infuse the blood with like tequila? Or they have that stuff too. Yeah, it's Who just so irony and thick. Oh, like yeah. yeah. Oh, screw that, dude. Like <laughs> you, you, you can't. 
Mouthful of blood. Because you're gonna go hang out with your bros when you do it too. Like you can't like you're not gonna go alone. Like that's just like your teeth are gonna be rimmed and like. That's just pathetic. Drinking cobra blood by By yourself. That's like it is. That's a sign of a real problem. Dude, what a dork. Like like you show up with by yourself. Well, if one of your friends showed up, he's like, dude, I drink cobra blood. That needs to be like the new That needs to be like the new challenge. The ice bucket challenge. Yeah, drink the cobra blood challenge. No, but it should be like. Did you get laid? <laughs> that is like a total nerd thing to say, well, I drank a cobra's blood. <laughs> like, I drank a cobra's blood. <laughs> I tried to impress you. Yeah, like, yeah, and that's the thing. Like, I, I ate a girl in her period. I also you got know? nunchucks. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Dude, okay. <laughs> I grew up a little bit with this last move. Cobra's and I, yeah. I decided to throw better, away my side that I bought when I, my pair of side that oh, I, I bought when I was 15. <laughs> well, one had broken because I hit something with it. They were like, I bought them for like 20 bucks or 15 bucks at a store. <laughs> it's like the episode of South Park where they buy their It was their fun with weapons. weapons. <laughs> I bought those, my Shanai's, which are those bamboo mm-hmm. um, uh, swords, and my um, nunchucks at the same time. And I, I, I gave away, or I threw, Okay, so here's how dorky I am. So I decided to throw them in the trash, and like we were carrying all our trash, and I was like, Regina, I need those nunchucks, or the the sigh. I'm gonna throw away the sigh. She's like, she's like, why? She's like, I'll just toss them in. And I was like, fuck that. And then I throw them in, and she's like, why'd you have to do that? And I was like, well, I was trying to reenact uh, Teenage Ninja Turtles the movie when the Foot Clan threw them over the edge of the building, but it like didn't come off like that. And I just felt like I lost something there, and uh, I was like tempted to dig for them again so I could try like. <laughs> Getting that throw right, but and then I was like, oh yeah, I was in slow motion. That's why it was so cool looking. But you know what I just bought this weekend? Throwing knives. Did, yeah. Nice. At the gun show. Uh, oh god, <laughs> it is fun time with I'm weapons. Sorry, hold on. I got the gun show right here. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I just got the the, the, oh, the faux Prager show you right here going tree. on. The gun show is quite interesting. Just the, I bet. the clientele. Yeah. Oh, God. I've gone to a few over the years. I probably kill the entire place. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. Oh, yes, thank you. Oh, Just I love it. Fucking we'll see all sorts of characters. A lot of proud Americans. Yeah, proud Americans for everything right here. Hey, man, you know, I've 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 owned guns since I was very young, and uh, I'm very much. You know, I don't have anything against the guns. I have a lot of things against <laughs> the guns. Probably have to throw that against the fence now. Well, yeah, I was thinking about that, but I saw it bouncing and like hitting. Yeah, it stabbed me in the leg. So this podcast has taken a turn for the worse. This is what happens. But I'm not against talking about anything. One of my huge long-term projects is actually, and I've been collecting a lot of information. Is vampire hunting kit. I've wanted one since vampire I started. Vampire hunting. But you can't buy them for less those than... Those are like a real thing. Yeah, but you can't buy them for less than like ten grand now. Love. Ten to fifteen thousand wow. dollars really? for an original one, right? Probably because of true blood and all that. Well, no, it's, it's it's always been that expensive. It's just one of those rare items because what it was, they'd sell them to travelers. And it has like... Does it actually know, come like from the Vatican and shit? Or? Well, no, it, no, it'd just be like some jackass making them. But it, it does... <laughs> some it, guy I mean, who got his priesthood online and is just like, all right, we're good. I've done five weddings because of that. So, yeah. Um, I, you the start Reverend making your own. Well, and I'm going to. That's the thing is... <laughs> like I've been collecting all this information and seeing what other people built, but I've got like an entire folder on my computer with subfolders for like and with, with documents and like I've been doing sketch work. Like this is what I want the stakes to look at, like and I've got three different mallets I've drawn. I'm like, how do I want my mallet to look like? Do you need to collect weird potion ingredients like hair of dog and No, they're not weird but but I've got my list. It's on my, my I've got my document What's, of what, all the things I want. What kind of vials do you need? Well, I've, I've found the ones I want. It's going to be the little crappy ones, which is a little cork on top like that. We did, um for Chantilly Mace, one of the gifts we, our gifts for our Kickstarter, we gave away was um, jars of dirt. It was official <laughs> blood. Because, you know, the main character in the comic is a, um, 
uh, gladiatorial mud wrestler. So one of the items we gave uh, away was official Blood and Mud Federation mud. <laughs> just to add your own water. And so it was just essentially dirt in a jar. But we printed out these really nice labels and like... It looked professional. Yeah, it looked like it was like, you know, barcode. I made a barcode for it and everything. Mm. And so it looks like you could almost buy it off a shelf. Did you number them and everything? I did. There are 15 of them made, which I've got uh, I've got one for you that I need to give. Um, yeah. So if everybody you make who's, it anything collectible, you got a number nowadays. You do, yeah. <laughs> and, and no, and I'm, I, I'm a heavy believer in that, like anything like that. So at, there least, were, at least one of the Kickstarter prizes got me because God knows I... The other one was... <laughs> Uh, like no, everything. Standalone drawings of like the characters. I'm an illustrator. I cannot stand doing standalone. Drawings. <laughs> so there's three. Boring. It's boring and it takes a lot of time, yeah. and I'm not getting paid for it. Like, <laughs> no, well, it, it covered the cost of our comic. You kind of no, are did. on the it Kickstarter. Did. Yeah, our Kickstarter covered the entire cost of the comic. <laughs> Nothing more than that because I'll, I'll be honest. I asked for too little. I do recommend asking for more than you think you need because there are yeah. always things you need more right. than you, you do and so I'm fascinated by Kickstarter. No, we're very grateful by Oh, very. Happened, yeah. But, um, but everything actually got fulfilled. Everything yeah. but those three drawings which I Which are friends of yours. Yeah, which are all so friends or family. Um, <laughs> they can we can put them on the back. Which they've already forgotten about them. So <laughs> like I know about them and I'm like they need to be fulfilled. But, they will be. It's just yeah. I need some actual time and not yeah. You know, the two weeks in between jobs right now yeah. that I get normally. Because those two weeks are then recuperating, yeah. prepping for the next project, and working on whatever I can in the meantime before I'm back on the set. So I just I can't do those standalones. It's just hard. Unless yeah. I have like a month off, it's just yeah. it's difficult. So. Yeah, and I can't draw shit. And I hate, <laughs> doing, I hate doing fan art in general. I don't like fan art, personally. It's a fan, but it's, it's your own character. I know. <laughs> She's not a fan of it. No, I love my character, but I love my character in the story. Yeah. I just have no interest oh, yeah, in I mean, it's... her outside of that. Like, I wanted to have a story. Oh. Like, I wanted to be a panel. You know, I don't. You want just it. feel like you're wasting time yeah. doing something like I'm that. I'm only on this earth for so long. You know, it's just like sitting around. <laughs> it's not serving any. Maybe you guys are, but I'm gonna be around <laughs> long after the earth I'm is gone. I can tell you this, but you are mortal. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you guys. I'm. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get transcoded into a robo somewhere. <laughs> I'm gonna have my brain put in a Raspberry Pi. I mean, that's part of what, what like annoyed me about going to like a huge comic convention was that I was looking for like cool original art. And like, yeah, that's all, a, like, and you can't no one find sells it. it. No, and no, like, I don't give a and, shit that you can draw Batman. I and really that's the don't. Whole thing. When I you don't. go to convention and stuff like that, because like we were There's a lot of vendors that just drew Batman. That's, that's right. Well, you would believe Batman, Batman, Iron Man. Iron Man. Like, you just draw what people want to see, and that's yeah. what they're gonna pay for. Yeah, it's like, just about you know, but take not too many people or cat Batman. But, you know, also, yeah, I mean, there's some cool ideas, but again, it's still it's like it's new. still not really your idea just because you made it a cat. But the sad thing about it is, it's been done by fourteen. The sad thing about it is, you know, you get Chicago artists there; they're really yeah. good artists oh, yeah. and can do all their great own work, but they don't do it because they don't get any money out of well, it. Well, that's there's the, two. There's not enough people out there who want original stuff. No, and I, that's thing. that's what I was going to bring up with it is, you know. I mean, the, the complaint is there, and the complaint's there for me, too. You and know, I completely I mean, get that. But, you yeah. know, the amount of money it costs, and the tables went up 200 yeah. bucks, I think. Yeah, it's so expensive. From last year to this oh, year. Oh, really? Not even so, like, the tables are like, yeah, we're not going to... Uh, you are going to Austin yeah. Comic Con? Uh, no, and it's because, like, the tables went up a couple hundred bucks. Really? 
Yeah, they went up at least one or two hundred dollars. Crazy. You know, I'd like to say that we didn't get anything out of it, but you know, I'm. I'm we got something. Well, we, out of it. my wife we got, got a new job. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. My wife got a new job. She, um, you know, she works as a. She's now a programmer. She was working Central Market. Now she works for a banking software company, and nice. I met them at the con. Um, I'm working with you know another guy on another project, and I met him at the con. I know where we're and uh, like. He got on this podcast. And I got on this. Well, no, <laughs> well I met y'all Staple. I met y'all yeah, Staple. Which Staple is cool. I mean, yeah. it's maybe, what, six the size? It's or, six oh, the yeah. size, but it had a ton of But people. it's real. But that was what I liked about it, because I just yeah. went as, you know, going to see everything, I mean, yeah. and I literally just walked down the road talked to everybody. We like 50 bucks we, or something. No, we made $90. And it was, we what, 100 bucks nice. for the table? Yeah, and yeah. we paid for the table. The table was paid for by how many copies of the comic we sold, yeah. basically, yeah. So you gotta um, like this never And it's a lot more yeah, personal. Yeah, it never has happened. happened. It's a lot more personal, and there's not, you know, they don't have all these people, like, people aren't there just to go and see celebrities. And, and that's the thing. Yeah. Like that. we, we, we would get weird looks. Like, at, at Staple, we never got weird looks. Yeah, yeah. but at Austin at, Comic Con, we did, because yeah. we weren't, I didn't I didn't have anything for sale that was like, here's right. my version of Batman. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and I'm gonna keep harping on this, because I'm sorry, but I'm, it's true, I, yeah. you know, like, yeah. I, my main job is I work in production. I work in film production. Mm-hmm. That's takes up a huge chunk of my life so when I'm like home and I'm drawing and then it goes back to the whole like doing standalone fan art stuff I want to be drawing the thing that my friend Tony's writing I don't want to be drawing somebody else's concept right yeah I'm drawing the thing that I want to be drawing because that's all I have fucking time for like I don't you know and yeah I did I had a couple people call up me like oh you guys have anything else for sale and it's like no, no man yeah, like, like you are but there's no Batman like, you know Deadpool <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know that's what we should do is like you should like while they're draw Batman but burn it after each yeah show. I, I, I think Batman I'm gonna do an installation, <laughs> I'm gonna do an installation where make it I on just like burn everybody's fan or water <laughs> like we, we have a pool of make water make your own shit <laughs> we, we have a, a, a tub of water and you draw the Batman and then you just put it in the water the ink just <laughs> draw, 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 and just stare at people when they're doing it. Like, oh, man, that reminds me of one of my good friends from uh, high school, who actually we ended up going to the same college, and then I still talk to him. I still hang out with him uh, when I'm up back up in Massachusetts. But he was really good artist, and uh, during art classes we would do a lot of figure drawing and contour drawing and all that crap. Mm. And <laughs> stuff he got. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, there was one time he drew this amazing, gorgeous, like line contour drawing of like one of the other classmates. Just this fantastic drawing. It was big too, and. Like, I was the other artist in the class, and we were always, like, fake battling. We were total friends, but we'd fake battle each other. And uh, he he actually, he, like, held it up, and he was like, wow, this I'm really proud of this. And he walks up to the teacher to hand it in. He's like, look at my figure drawing. And then he takes it, and he rips it in half. And he rips it in quarters, and then he just keeps ripping he it until it's own? nothing. The teacher ripped it. He ripped, he it. ripped it. Until it was nothing but confetti on the floor. And the teacher just sat there being like, that was the most heartbreaking thing. And he's just like, my experiment worked. And he walked away. And then he just walked out. He walked out of the classroom. That was his, his version of dropping the mic. Triumphant mic drop. Just See, like, I, boom, bye. I've got too much of a hoarder mentality. My parents are hoarders. I love my parents, but they're hoarders. And I still got that, like, part of it. So, like, the idea of, like, destroying anything. I have all the rewrites I did of Chantilly. Every time I, I print out and too. do rewrites, um, I have every piece of art I've ever had anyone do. Everything. Yeah. And I have folders and you're, binders. You're, and, I mean, you're, I'm, I'm the same way because I'm working on my comic book and yeah. we're working on stuff with our production company and everything. And, yeah. 
you know, you know, we're, we're fanboys. You know, yeah. you're used to, you like to see all that behind the scenes stuff. You like yeah. to see all the original stuff and everything you're doing. You're like, oh man, I got to keep this. This is good. <laughs> well, we did that with Chantilly Mace. We released um, it for the Kickstarter. Um, one of the uh, rewards mm. was I made a behind the scenes it's like 70 pages yeah. long and it was every page of the book done in the penciling, in the penciling. Yeah. you know the penciling what, before the inking yeah, yeah. And so and then talked about it and, uh, <laughs> you know, it, was, it was talking about it and talking about why and you know you get to see the two you know get to compare the book page after page because yeah. I mean, I'm a sucker for that too like that's something I always like yeah but, but, you know, but and, you know I mean to me like you know you start off somewhere and and I think most people who are going to read that are going to understand that and yeah. aren't going to like critique it. They're going to be like, "Oh, the pencils suck," but I like the book. You know, nobody's going to be like, "Fuck them!" Like, <laughs> Rotten fuck, Tomatoes. Fuck. I hate it. Now I'm never going. No, I hate the book. I hated the pencils before the ink, so I hate it, and I'm never going to read it again. I'm going to punch him in the face. I want to meet the guy who says that. I want to be friends with the guy. I want to be friends with that person. I want to be friends with people who hate oh, you my hate art. My art? <laughs> I, I, I have a, ba a friend's band who I don't like them, but I'm really oh, good friends with. But I'm friends with them, you know. And uh, but but it's nice because like I can be honest about it. It's like, dude, you're just not my type of music. But my wife likes your music, and they're like, that's fine. Keep working, you know. And I've worked with them as an AC, and I'll volunteer and it's help. Probably them out better for them, you know, yeah. Your heads don't get all big, and I, <laughs> and that's that's actually a problem I've had in the past. Is I'll f I've got to fight fanboying because yeah. I met certain people. Like I worked with. Um, See, I don't want to drop names, but I've worked with a, a, a guy. Okay, so I worked with James Gunn. Oh, um, yeah, we, and both we both worked nice. with him, but I just went he drinking with him made gardens the on that one movie. Yeah, I know. So I, well, I just went drinking with him a few months back, and before Guardians nice. came out. But I've, I've been a fan of his for years. Since Slither? Since before Slither, oh. like the specials. He wrote the, a movie called The Specials. Ooh, before he was part of the whole... He started on Troma. Troma. Yeah. yeah, and well, and I, the, well, we, we worked AD with him. He was an AD on Troma. Um, well, we worked with him, and it was Which Lloyd Kaufman and James Gunn. Um, yes, it, but it was Lloyd and James Gunn. I'm a huge fan of both those guys. I went to film school because of Lloyd. Um, I, and I got to tell him that, and he's like, I'm sorry for ruining your life. Yeah, he and, said the same thing yeah, Super nice guy. Um, afterwards, I got um, James to sign my copy of the specials, and Lloyd gave me a copy of Producer Your Own Damn Movie, and he signed it and everything. Super great. That's badass. Um, it is. Like, for me, it's like... <gasps> and I was, I was cool that day, but then when we were drinking, like, I couldn't not talk about Guardians because it was upcoming. Like, and I was like, it looks so good. And I could see... What, what's interesting interesting to me is when you fanboy with someone like that is you see their face turn from like peers right. like you're a peer with them to, like, to uh, oh he's a fanboy yeah. and I could see it in his face and I'm like oh well you know it's I, hard man yeah, I mean it, it is what it is yeah, it's hard that to same, not be that way well, it's, that same night, it's the most difficult thing last, uh, yeah. last year and I'm gonna name drop because I'm just fuck <laughs> but last year I want I, you to all the name dropping you do. all of it and then hashtag <laughs> one of the best one of the best movies I've worked on was this movie called Hellion yeah. which was uh, you could actually buy it starting September 30th Ooh. on DVD by the way um, but it, it was on iTunes for a while and it toured the country and it played at select theaters and it stars Aaron Paul from Breaking Bad Jesse oh, nice. Pinkman <laughs> and he wasn't in it for like one day he was on it for like a fucking month and I was the first assistant director on the show and the first day I met him I mean, I had been mentally preparing to meet him. He started a week into production. First word should have been, sup, bitch. Yeah, I wanted to say that. Gatorade me, bitch. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was so less triumphant than that. So, like, the day we were filming, the day he flew in, it was like this nasty, disgusting storm had come through. We are filming in Port Arthur, Texas, mm -hmm. which is like, if anybody knows about that area of the region, it's it's a fucking sinkhole. Like, the whole thing, it's just it's a sewer, it's fucking hot, there's like 
fucking 900 refineries <laughs> everywhere. It's like the joke on the set was like, oh, you don't like the background? Put an oil refinery on it. <laughs> like, it was just one of those things. And uh, we were filming and we were chasing this rainstorm. It kept like just coming over us like wave after wave. And we were filming all exteriors. And I was trying to like work around all of this and it just wasn't working. We had to move a scene and we had to like, yeah. end early. And so we were all drenched and my hair was like fluffed up and curled. And I was wearing some ridiculous crop top that was tied. I don't know what I was doing. I don't know why. <laughs> Even a year ago, I looked back and cringe at my fashion decisions. <laughs> and like highways, I was trying to be like a cool goth girl. I don't know what the fuck was going on. So I'm like, I get this. We were all staying at this hotel off of a highway in Port Arthur. And it was like, you know, it was kind of like a double tree type of place. It was mm. a generic hotel. And we get in there and our production office is uh, it, their conference room. We've taken it over. It's, we have all our crap hanging up on the walls. And I go to go in there and like rearrange something on the schedule. And as soon as I open the door, there was like a fitting going on with the wardrobe team. And there's Aaron Paul, like in the middle of a fitting. And he's like, hi. And my hair is just like fluffed out to here. My makeup's running down my face. I look like a fucking tramp stumbling into this, like, so oh, give me all your crack. Like, that's exactly what it looked like. Was I saw like, security. Yeah, I was like, I had like a utility belt on. Like, I was dirty. It was just like, it was not a good first impression. <laughs> and I just stopped dead in my tracks. I was like, oh, I had totally forgot that Aaron Paul is flying in today. <laughs> and so isn't Juliet Lewis. Oh my oh, fucking man. God. <laughs> I need to go change. Like, this is awful. And he just, he was the nicest man, though. But it was like everything within me, I had to not fangirl because I love Breaking Bad. And I love his character, and a lot of people do. And it was just like one of those things where, like, you're amazing and you're in your prime and you're a really, really handsome beast to be with. Um, he's actually very good looking in real life. And I was just like, oh, knuckle bite. <laughs> I'm sorry, sir. You're going to have to live with this 5'3", like, mess of a human. But I'm going to be bossing your life for the next month. <laughs> Hi. <That's awesome. laughs> My name is Michelle Millette, and I'm your first assistant director. <laughs> I'm a mess. <laughs> but that's, yeah, that's, that. but you have to be cool. You like, have no to. No matter what, like, and I've had it a bunch of times where even with Eddie Furlong like yeah. like I wanted to be cool yeah. and you have to be cool you and it's almost to. better to avoid sometimes yeah like yeah. we just don't like, even look I, them in the eye I can't just be, walk away and almost like you almost have to feign ignorance because yep. you don't want to know like like that's the fuck up I did with James Gunn is like I was like then you did this and then you did this and then you did this and as I'm saying it I'm like stop saying it Tony stop saying it Stop but there's so much more that he did. Yes, exactly. I know that I you wrote you both Scooby-Doo movies, you know? Do you and remember then, that? What's funny is that, that same night, so I... am that SNL skit where the, where the, like, is it like Will Ferrell or someone interviews them and he's like, uh, do you remember when you were on, uh... That's, <laughs> that's how I felt. I felt like that, that guy really who's cool. like, let me tell you your whole life. Um, I felt like such a tool bag. Chris Farley. I think so. Yeah. I hated myself. Um, <laughs> but then I went and drank with Adam Sessler right oh, afterwards. Yeah, which, like, go. I'm a huge a Adam a Sessler day. fan. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was Lord, yeah, that day was like... But Adam Sessler is like... Hu I'm a huge Adam Sessler fan. Yeah. And him and I, we were like... By the end of it, we were like, Brother from another mother! Like, <laughs> we're drunk as fuck. And like, but the thing was, I talked video games, but I didn't go like... Didn't go weird on him. And it was like, yeah. we talked games and movies and comics and all those things. And so it wasn't like... I wasn't fanboying with him. 
because I guess I had enough liquid courage in me at that point <laughs> where like my brain cells were like, hey, you don't have to tell him everything he's ever been in. <laughs> like, you don't have to go like, hey, I remember you on tech TV. <laughs> like, you don't have to be that guy. It's 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 rough though because there's certain people you meet like Regina's my wife. Yeah, I don't like bringing her on set when it comes to like meeting someone. She, like, um, yeah, no, um, what's his face? Uh, um, said it earlier inside Ed Quinn, uh, Ed Quinn. so um, he was on um, Eureka okay, which yeah, my wife's yeah. big damn nerd loved Eureka <laughs> and I'm telling her I'm like hey I'm working with Ed Quinn she's like oh my god and then by the last day um, you know we'd finished we'd wrapped and I, I went into uh, he was he was watching a fight on a on his iPad and I went in I was like look I didn't want to bother you but my wife's about to pick me up and she's a huge fan um, can she like get a picture with you he leaves up he's like where is she and I'm like oh she's outside she's almost here he's like let's go to her and I'm like okay and so I go outside I'm like Regina where are you and she's like oh I'm by the truck I'm like get over here now she's like oh well, I'm by the truck just come over here now and she finally comes over and like it takes like 10 minutes for this and Ed's like just chilling there being totally cool uh, she comes up and she's like <laughs> like start shaking your body and like I'm like oh my god comes up to him and he's like yeah no he's yeah. super nice he hugs her takes a picture with her gives her a kiss and then this is the part where she fucks up is um he's like hey do you want to come watch a fight with me and she doesn't hear what he says exactly but she's like no I don't want to bother you right <laughs> doesn't seem like much and she walks away and then she kicks herself on her way home and she's been kicking herself for years Aww. at this point like I gotta watch the fight with Ed fucking Quinn and I'm like yeah that's really yeah, that's not easy yeah. to let down no I know and it's those moments <laughs> like but she's a, find that perfect in between you know be a fan, but you don't want to be too cool. You don't want to so be too fan, you don't yeah. Want to lose your opportunity. Well, I'm, 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 I'm really glad um, that she hadn't seen Guardians yeah. or Guardians hadn't come out uh -huh. before we saw James Gunn that time, because otherwise she would have been yeah. hugely <laughs> terrible. Because we absolutely love the movie, um, and she would have just been like, oh my god. Anyway, I love her, but. I, avoid celebrities with her. I, I, I have this issue where I don't recognize celebrities. Like, I'm not a big person who sits around, like, going through Cosmo. Well, she doesn't, like, go like, through like, She, <laughs> she watches shows. Yeah, but, I mean, I watch shows, too, but I see, you know, when you work on set and stuff, you just see so many fucking people, you just don't even register unless someone specifically tells you. Or it's, like, a massive megastar. Well, I ended up meeting a pretty decent big star on, like, a street corner. It was late one night on my birthday, and I was wasted as all fuck. <laughs> it was East 6th here in Austin and it was just like I don't know I was beyond drunk I thought this guy was really cute I was single at the time and my friend leaned in and said oh you should ask him to come back to your house for the after party and I wasn't thinking anything of it and I walked up to this guy and I was like hey my name's Michelle it's my birthday I'm really drunk and, blah, blah. and I just kept going on and on and on and then finally somebody was like hey can I get a picture of the two of you and I'm like putting my arm around this guy and he's like about my my height mm -hmm. and I'm looking at him and I'm like he looked familiar and like <laughs> not thinking still not thinking still and like take a picture somebody shows me the picture and I look at it and I look at him and I'm like what's your name and he's like I'm Elijah what's your name oh. and I'm like I'm Michelle <laughs> and then I'm still not registering in my mind I'm sure you guys have all figured out who it is <laughs> I'm still not registering my I'm like hey we're gonna go back to my house 
awesome party. Do you want to join us? He's like, oh, it's all right. I'm, I've got, I'm waiting on my date. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And I like walk away. And as I, I do it, like a total cartoonish moment of <laughs> like go to take a step and like, re, like eyes wide, like, Oh my God, there's Elijah second. Wood. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, the realization fuck. comes through and you're like, oh. <laughs> oh. So I'm like one of those people, like I, unless I, it's somebody, like if John Hamm came to set, like mm. I would recognize that. But like Elijah Wood, I wasn't thinking it. He just looks like any other hipster here in Austin. <laughs> so I was, and I thought it was really cute. So I didn't think of it. And it turned out to be fucking Elijah Wood. It's like, okay. So mine's similar without me being drunk or hitting on him. <laughs> oh, I was um, or hitting drunk. on him. Me and a friend of mine, we were That's out. disappointing. I know, right? You know, yeah, your story does not compare. No, I know. A friend of mine, we were, we were out and... Um, See, I don't even want to say his name because this is an embarrassing one. Anyway, so uh, we're out and we're actually going to the Captured by Robots show. I don't know if you guys ever heard of it. It's a no, dude and he's got a robot band behind him. He's made like Chuck hey. E. Cheese robots, uh-huh. but they oh, play dang. instruments. Oh, the That's animatronics. Awesome. Yeah, he, yeah. And, and he's got a whole That's band. Crazy. It's called Captured by Robots. Check it out if you get a chance. They're, they're absolutely amazing. Or he is and his robot band. Um, but we're on the street corner waiting for the show to start and I see this guy and I go, Dude, I, I think that's uh, Danny Trejo. Uh, and, and my Danny friend looks Trejo. at him and he goes, No fucking way, man. He's way too small. <laughs> and Danny small. Trejo turns and looks at him. And I was like, Are you? you and he's like, Yeah. And I'm like, Can I get a photo? And he's like, No, man. He's like, No. He's like, And I can't even get a taxi in this town. And I'm like, Okay. I read it. I, I have a Danny Trejo story. I went to, I was telling y'all. I went to that special screening of Machete yeah. at, at the Paramount, and then they did the after party at Troublemaker Studios and the airplane hangers and everything yeah. used to be there. And so inside, they had a whole DJ set up, and Robert right. Rodriguez there, Michelle Rodriguez was up there, and yeah. then uh, Danny Trejo was up there, and they were all you know talking to the crowd and playing music and having a good time. And so everybody who was at this party was inside. Yeah. And so then they stopped, and everybody left, and I kind of held back for a while and just kind of hung out, and they were doing T-shirts and stuff. And then yeah. I started, you know, a little bit later, I started walking out. And so I'm walking out, and I'm just there by myself. I didn't have anybody come with me. This guy puts both of his hands on my shoulders. And I turn around like, what the fuck? Why is this guy grabbing me in this crowd of people? So I turn around, and I go, oh, shit, it's Danny Trejo. He's like, I'm following you out of here, bro. Like, All right. So then you had a music of purpose. You're so like, then I was like, oh, yeah, I got it. Yeah. Danny Trejo out of here. You know, when you see him, you think he's and huge. He's, he's shorter than I am. Oh, yeah, he's, he's not he's a tiny. he's not big dude. I mean, he's a boxing champion, I think, like a prison <laughs> boxing champion. Yeah. He's prison boxing. No, seriously. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he had a good movie uh, about him called Champion. There's a documentary heard, done about him. Yeah. Was he in champion. prison or a guard? He was no, in prison. He was, oh, he was in prison. For like, yeah. what, 15 years? Yeah, yeah, for a while. Like and he's talking about like having hand grenades and shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, he was like a straight, like, dangerous <laughs> man. <Yeah>. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> but it's, it's it, you know, but you, 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 like, you know, I got to meet my hero. Like, that's the thing. Lloyd Kaufman uh, was my hero. I went to film school because of Lloyd Kaufman. That would be crazy to meet Lloyd Kaufman. And it was. And it was one of those situations. I met him twice. I met him at Park. Yeah, I've met him twice. Yeah, randomly. Uh, I, I met him twice. Actually, I sent him a copy of Chantilly Mace. Oh, um, fuck oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah, very cool. Um, and, All right, uh, so, so before we go any further, go for it, yeah. Oh, yeah. let's go ahead and start this. this up. We'll do my introduction and we'll introduce yeah. y'all. Let's introduce ourselves. I love yeah. it. See ya.
episode of loitering and and we got two special guests with us today we're in the <laughs> fried chicken parking lot over here off of Burnett and uh, we got two special guests Tony and Michelle go ahead and introduce yourselves if y'all want uh, my name is Tony Franklin I'm Michelle Millette and I met them at a, a comic book convention here in Austin called Staples Con and they have a comic book that they made called Chantilly Mace and Tony you're the writer for it yes and Michelle's the artist yep, yep. and we met them they were cool I read their book I really enjoyed it and they seemed like really cool people so I called them up to do this podcast and here we are in the parking lot in the middle of the night <laughs> it's <laughs> a little creepy I think more people are creeped out by us being here than I was being creeped up by people walking well, this up. This right here doesn't uh, <laughs> I think put him in a dark that corner. You're, you're hiding behind the tree and the beard yeah, exactly. just hanging you out. Kind of right and then I'm in all black. <laughs> it's like, let's go up to him and buy drugs. Like, he's either selling drugs or he's going to murder me in my sleep. <laughs> and then you randomly got a pregnant woman sitting up there. Right. <laughs> well, that's the bait. Okay? Exactly, it's the bait. It's the bait. She must um, need help. She yells, help. <laughs> help so, this bearded guy. <laughs> and then they're like, which one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so, uh, you want to talk about your comic book a little bit to start off? Get um, people to know about that, and we'll get back into everything. Sure. It's a it's a story about a gladiatorial mod wrestler um, named Chantilly Mace, which kind of doesn't really explain what it's really about. Uh, it's more about a uh, woman dealing uh, with a patriarchal society. Uh, the world she's living in, guns were never invented. And so because of it, Japan took over uh, the West Coast all the way to Texas. Um, That's the cool thing I like about from reading it, especially like with the artwork and just seeing you have all that iconic Austin in there, but everything just changed to like, yeah. you know, have that Japanese, it's, you know, you can tell, it's you know, it's been ran a by very, Japan. Part of what sold me on doing this this comic, and I hadn't, I, I've, I've been drawing since I fell out of the womb, but like, oh. and I tried doing comics in, in high school, but I was writing them and drawing them, and while I do my own writing, I don't like to illustrate my own writing, it's something I discovered, it's just too really? much, it's like, it's like the director who edits his own film, it's like, it's just very difficult to put all that in sensory um, overload it's yeah and it's real nice to to be working with somebody instead who can help you edit your own ideas you get kind of a second opinion on everything yeah and take a look it's, at it's, it. it's 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 a partnership as opposed to a dictatorship uh, I, I don't work as a dictator well, I, I always call it I, I always say I need a hand slapper because yeah. like I get ideas like what what was it the Pope Pontius Pilate? Pontius Pilate? Let's see, what is it? Pontius Pilate. 
Yeah, Pontius Pilus. Uh, and I'm like, it's a guy, Pilus. Ah. <laughs> and so, like, that's not a good idea. It's not a terrible <laughs> idea, and it might be it's good. Fantastic. But but, it, <laughs> but I need someone between myself, I know, and the audience yeah. who can go like, Tony, that's a terrible idea. You know, I, okay. A perfect example is like Episode One, Star Wars Episode One. Mm-hmm. Why is it a piece oh. of shit? Reason why is because nobody's gonna tell George Lucas no at this point. Yeah. He needs a hand slapper. He needs someone um, between himself and the audience who can say like, Dude, it's Jar Jar Binks. Like, nobody questions Jar Jar Binks. He thinks everything that he's doing is gold. And nobody's and no willing to tell him that it's just not. Just a bunch of yes men. Exactly. And so you you see a couple of... of Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> well, yeah, and you see a couple of writers and directors like who've, who've reached that point where they're not questioned anymore, and you see kind of bad movies come out of them because there's nobody there to question, question them. And so for me, I mean, I, I'm kind of aware of the fact, I think, and I'm not co- trying to compare myself to George Lucas, or, but I am. Um... <laughs> In that, I, I, I just understand. I'm, I'm willing to accept that I need someone to kind of, uh, you know, not just, like, create the world and, and do all the things that Michelle does, but um, to also, like, rein me in when I'm like, but then she could do this and this and this and this yeah. and this. And, it's and I've like, reined him in. Yeah, and, and she has. And, that, that's, and that's, I feel, a necessity for me is I need someone who, like, you know, I, I want to write for Lee, and it's, like, what I want to do, but I have no desire to direct films. Like, I have no desire whatsoever. I mean, I've written a... I have two features, um, one that's just been completed, and uh, I have another one that's um, we're in post-production on, mm. but I didn't direct either of those. I have no desire to direct. Um, I just want to write stories. I just want to tell stories. Yeah. Um, and, and having that person between myself and the production, essentially is invaluable like uh, I, and that's how you yeah. get I mean that's how you get the best stories the best yeah. you know finished product is someone who's completely focused on this making the story yeah. someone who's focused on doing this and yeah. having them collaborate and get to the final you know yeah. final product together it's, you know that's how you get it my job like <laughs> on with this comic is the same thing as my job in real life I'm an assistant director so I help direct the crew which is leads to the creation of the project on this yeah. I am the illustrator so I take his word and I directly create it onto paper and I, I am the hand slapper yeah. in regards there are things he writes that I look at and like I'm not drawing work, that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's fine you know yeah, it's no. the same what's thing a, on a film the one set thing? Like, is there one thing that stood out through all that that was I can't, I'm not there was one it thing. It was, it's, yeah. it's little things, I think, usually. It's, little, it's, nothing it's just like, things that just don't make sense. Unnecessary yeah. details. Yeah, it's things that, like, when you draw them out, you realize that it, yeah. it's, <laughs> it's an unnecessary panel or it's oh. an unnecessary element. Um, and it's the same thing with my job in real life. It's like, even though I'm not the creative a, uh, creative director, I am the assistant director where I take the crew and what they need to be doing to make the movie happen. And I put it all together so that the movie fucking happens. <laughs> However, there's a lot of things that I have to directly go back to the director on and say, look, I know you wanted this crazy yeah. ass stunt, but it's just not going to happen logistically without somebody dying. So you know, and it's the same thing where you yeah, know, he'll write really something in the word, and it's like I look at it and I'll draw it out, and I'm like this looks stupid. This is not going to work. It's the same idea. Well, so. I accept that, you know, like, and that's the thing too is like being willing to uh, accept that some things just don't work, well. you know, and, and not getting mad about it and I'm just like okay but you know and I, I think I handle a lot of the like the production aspects of it in the the post stuff you know I'm the one who I put it together yeah. I got the um, you know I, we have a few other artists like we had um, uh, our cover was done by Brandon Ford mm-hmm. uh, who's a uh, concept artist for a video game company here in town oh, cool. um, and he did our cover um, really great guy really great artist um, you know I was able to I lined that up you know um, uh, we had another artist who uh, did the the big picture with the um, headdress. 
the Indian headdress yeah. in it. You know, we had another artist there, and we had uh, another artist who did the Kitty Lopolis ad. Yeah. Um, and so we, we had a bunch of different, you know, putting all that together was kind of also what I had to end up doing, uh, which is, of course, one of those things where you like, you're like, I never want to do any of this stuff. <laughs> and then it's like, I could pay someone with no money. And yeah. so you realize you have to do all this stuff. But, but you know, I've become like quite, quite decent at Photoshop now. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've gotten decent at Photoshop. I've gotten decent, like, I've had to learn skills because of it that yeah. like I'm using toward other projects now, yeah. um, which has made it like really valuable to me. Uh, so you guys did Kickstarter for this comic? We did, we did. We did it, um, I think, a little later than we should have. Um, and at the same time, earlier than we should have, like, because we, we we had a deadline of, of um, Wizard World Austin mm -hmm. um, was a deadline for us. We had to make sure the book was ready for that because we oh paid for God. the table and everything like that. And I was moving. Yeah. In the middle of that. <laughs> and I was working on a feature. And we were working oh, on man. several yeah. movies, and I had just landed Dustal Dawn. Yeah. And, yeah. So it was just one of those where it was like. If we had a few more months, it would have been a lot easier and nicer. Yeah. And I, yeah, there would have been, I would have cleaned up a lot more. And it, you know, yeah. it, it is what it is. Like, it, you know, we had a deadline, and but we yeah, got it. Met, I mean, that's the most important thing. Is, yeah. you know, we met the deadline, and, and, and I think we had product a, out there. Yeah, we had a good book. I think so. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Thanks. It yeah. Um, so, so you know, you, you have all those aspects, and you know, every artist is like, I want to do my special edition. Yeah. You know, and look, but then I get to go like, well, what did George Lucas do? <laughs> <laughs> you want to do? He's my like, like, she, like, what would she? I, I, I need like a WWGL <laughs> D bracelet. What would George Lucas do? And then do the opposite. Don't do that. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I should create a goofy Don't character. Do what George Lucas <laughs> <does>. <laughs> well, I, but I almost like, what would G, uh, what would GLD post like 1997 <laughs> it like, be like a whole thing that wraps around your arm it's a big bracelet well cause you know <laughs> get that tattoo well, he make it a chain he created an Indiana Jones you know like post Star Wars he he created an Indiana Jones Willow was his you know he created that he didn't direct either of those yeah. but he did create them and so he used to do awesome and then he just forgot he I forgot well I, I also like, bring up he, I mean he got I mean I'm sure it was kind of like what I was saying earlier he yeah. got you know in his own head, like everything I've done, you it's know, perfect. has worked. I'm not going to question myself anymore. I'm just going to do it. Yeah, we got Kingdom of the Crystal Skull <laughs> right. to thank for that. <laughs> so, you know, again, it's even Spielberg doesn't question him. Like at this point, um, I just don't. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I enjoy it. I, I enjoy comics, and I enjoy all the uh, you know production aspects of it. At the end of it, I mean, it's what I definitely want to do. Um, and so I keep writing more and more comics. Um, I keep getting stuck doing movies. Gosh darn it! Damn. But, um, <laughs> But, you know, because I've I've two movies that I've co-written that are that are done, but only one comic book. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so I guess plug that one, Flutter, if that's Flutter. cool. Yeah. I, yeah. We did a movie called Flutter. I co-wrote the story for that, and it's got um, Lindsay Pulse for Charlie Halford, who's going to be in uh, the new Constantine TV show. Oh, nice. Uh, Glenn Moore, Shower from Transformers. Aww, um, Glenn. Glenn's great. Um, and it's got uh, I, I know somebody else was in it. Um, why am I blanking? Breaking Bad. He was the bad guy who Skinny Jesse Pinkman kills. It. No, he's Skinny Pete's in it. Yeah, the guy who played Skinny Pete's in it. And then the guy Jesse Pinkman kills at the very end of the movie by strangling him to death. I don't know. End of the show. Oh, the Jesse blonde Plemons. guy. Yeah, yeah. Jesse the Plemons Nazi is in it as well. Yeah, but but that was directed by Eric Huber, who wrote the script for it. Um, but we co-wrote the story it's on beautiful. it. Um, beautiful. Beautiful Thanks. Um, is there a place where you can watch it, or is not it yet? No, it, it just played at Dallas um, a few months ago, and it won uh, the Texas category. Oh, nice. uh, uh, at that, so yay! And then um, right now, I'm not sure exactly what's happening with it because I don't. Once it's written, I'm like, ah, yeah, send it into the world. I've got other things. I've got my next story to write. Um, 
And then we have another movie that's in post right now uh, called Marcus Infinity. And it's about a guy who claims he's a vampire and he holds a film crew hostage and says that he can't die until he becomes famous. <laughs> and so he forces them to try making him famous, like with YouTube. And it's that's pretty, that's pretty wild. <laughs> it's a weird little movie, really, really, really low budget. Like we did. Hey, one it one of my favorite movies of all time is Vampire's Kiss. Have you ever seen that, that one with uh, Nicholas Cage? I was gonna say that's the, the Nick Cage one, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, and I like you know I like those movies like that. Like I'd say it's most in um, the vein of Man Bites Dog. Okay. I don't yeah, know yeah, if you've yeah. ever seen that yeah. one, but oh, yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's something like that where it's uncomfortable and funny and dark mm -hmm. and uh anyway but i'm in it oh so, nice uh, i'm i'm essentially the antagonist in that movie the breakout role uh, oh she <laughs> yeah, i'll break out of my belt yeah, <laughs> um but uh, anyway so those are the movies that i'm i've, I've finished I'm, i just finished a new script for another um feature slash comic book that i'm working on now nice um which uh it, it's based on somebody else's uh, ip so yay uh we'll see on that but um yeah, that's mostly what I've been. So Chantilly Mason, the only thing y'all are working on together? Yes. Yeah, yeah that's that. But well, we work together a lot on movies. Yeah, we work together. Which is how we met. We met on this movie called Pit Stop, which Pitstop, you can yeah. watch on Netflix uh, instant. That was a Yen. Um, Yen Tan directed Yen Tan did it. Direct it that, ended up yeah. going to Sundance, and oh, like wow. it was actually up. The script was up for an Indie Spirit yeah. Award for best uh, screenplay under I think it was like five hundred thousand yeah. or something for budget. Something uh, like that. But yeah, it was a. But yeah, it's you know it's it it did re really really well. And I actually really enjoyed it. He's got. Some but that's not the first thing we we, we met on. No, but that was that was the where thing we decided we to work decided together. To work yeah. together. We met on the Loco Cycle shoot. Uh, yeah, a video um, game here in town. Video oh, game right. done by Twisted Pixel. Which, which had uh, Lloyd Lloyd Kaufman and James, James Gunn, Gunn, and yeah. that's how we met them. Um, it also had Tom Savini. Which yeah, I was gonna say wild. Sex oh, Machine. Wow. Yeah, yeah, that was. Pretty crazy. Oh, can I tell you what with him? How I okay, <laughs> okay. So I, I really want to listen because I don't get to tell this story much. Okay, so we're at that. James Gunn and Lloyd Kaufman are there, uh, two of my heroes. I'm not a big zombie fan. The only time Tom Savini's ever been on my radar is Sex Machine. Right. And uh, Dust Till Dawn. Only time I've ever given a shit about him. But it was, like, cool. But, like, I collect, like, every, you know, post-neckbeard. I still have a collection of, like, knives and swords and things like that, you know. Um, and so, whatever reason it came up, and he designs them. Like, he did Triple H's crown, I think, and yeah. all sorts oh, really? of things. <laughs> yeah. I Savini is a master oh yeah he's the king I mean, yeah he's, he's yeah so we're, we're, we talk a little bit and then lunch comes along and i'm, I'm sitting at the table with james gunn and lord kaufman i'm like ah! and he keeps talking to me tom savini does it and i'm like this is the only time in my life that i'm like fuck off tom savini you're, you're an awesome dude like i can't tell him this of course but i'm kind of like i want to talk to my heroes let me just talk to them come back tomorrow but but it was man that's a, that's a good problem to have it, it, what a horrible problem right but it was one of those where it was just really like any other day in my entire life tom savini really wants to talk to me i would be like fuck yeah let's talk swords and knives and nunchucks okay except for that one day the one day there have been twice in my life that i've met those two guys and uh that was one of them and fuck I just want to talk to James he Gunn and Lloyd Kaufman, <laughs> and Tom Savini just kind of kept me distracted. He was a cock block. He was a <laughs> but, but I love Tom Savini. I don't want you know. I'm not speaking uh. ill of the man. Like he's a great guy, really nice guy, <laughs> and we got to talk swords and knives and stuff, which I love. But um, just not that day. <laughs> just not that one fucking day. Uh, but that's where Michelle and I met, kind of. Yeah. 
There's a bunch of pictures with you and I on yeah. the video game. We, would, we had yeah. talked briefly. Yeah. I mean, I was I was a production assistant, and yeah. then I ended up kind of helping to be assistant director on that. Oh show. yeah, yeah. Because it really wasn't one. Um, and like Josh Baird directed it. Yeah. He was like, "Oh, you're an AD, and I like you." So he kind of ha- had me help along things. But yeah, I was only on for two days, so I didn't really get a chance to talk to him. But yeah. we remembered each other. Yeah. Like it was literally like a month later, we both mm-hmm. were hired yeah. to this feature called Pit Stop, and you we were like. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and uh, day one, it was the very first was day a, of production, yeah. uh, and it was actually one of the very first scenes we shot. Uh, we, I was waiting for a setup to go up, and so I was just kind of hanging out, and I overhear uh, Tony talking to our director of photography, Brandon For uh, Brandon oh, Torres. Oh no, no, he wasn't the director of photography. No, he was the first AC. First AC. Brandon Torres, yeah. And he was talking to Brandon about like comics and how he's looking for an artist. And yeah. Brandon loudly was like, "Well, you know, Michelle Millet does comics. <laughs> yeah. You should see her style." Yeah. He came up and he was like, "Well, would you be interested in doing this?" And I was like, "Yeah." And you know, and then we would briefly talked about it throughout the shoot. It was yeah. like an 18, 20 day shoot. Yeah. Um, but we, you know, it was like it was just talked about. But then we yeah. got right into it. Well, pretty yeah, much. I think as it was one it day. Like we we, yeah. we we meet we met for we meet we meet for we meet for a book. No, that's exactly it. We go and meet for coffee and uh, <laughs> and uh, we went and talked. Don't and, start my Russian lady. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got my my what uh, my my Jewish Never smoker lady. Oh my god! Any accent you have, like you crazy kids in your video game. I was coming down in you, your father he was just you need, you but, need to stop this. but, but, but this is, is wrong it's exactly it's wrong it's problem it's, um, it's problem but you know we, so I, I center my, my standard like not standard pitch but I, I start like throwing off all these stories because I've written dozens of stories and I have piles of ideas for books and stuff and I'm like here's these this list, you know, including like one I've called Assworm, um, <laughs> which well, I did y'all do Assworm. Well, that one, that one actually, um, uh, I'm, I'm having to do rewrites because a friend of mine kind of wants to shoot that as his next I feature. Really so didn't that Tom Gunn, I kind of want to see that. James Gunn, right? Yeah, <laughs> James, James, James Gunn's like, oh yeah, Tony Gardens the Galaxy, yeah, then Assworm. Guardians of the Galaxy, Assworm. <laughs> and Assworm. Uh, yeah, right. No, um, but uh, that that movie's uh, or that that it's it's a comic book I wanted to do uh, about a private detective. It's. Uh, who has a psychic worm in his ass? Um, <laughs> and it's called the ass worm. Based on a true story. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but but I just kind of you know I, I have a like this whole list of, of books and so she's like well what about you know and I gave her Chantilly Mace which when I first wrote this I wrote a like a, a 15 page synopsis of the whole book which was kind of like a script but rough mm-hmm. and uh, my wife was furious at me for a month because I told her I was like well I'm going to write a story about a gladiatorial mud wrestler and she's like fucking what? because <laughs> she was thinking it was going to be like this really goofy sexist yeah. stupid thing and so for like a month while I'm writing this this first draft thing uh, she was pretty mad and then I was like well here it is and she read it and she's like oh understanding that it's not about a gladiatorial mud wrestler. It's you know, it's not about like, look how sexy she is. Right. Oh, it's um, not about that at all. No. <laughs> no. And, and we had a guy do a review on our, our book, and one of the yeah. things he talked about was not like sexy he's, enough. Well, no, was that, that no. He, he liked that we he actually he, yeah. liked that. Or it wasn't going. For yeah. That. I mean, she's bald. You know, so her head's she wears shaved. Wears a wig. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, we we're not shying away from that kind of 
And she's like, she's mixed too. Yeah, she's, she's not, biracial, yeah. It seems like it played, I mean, when like, I thought. like, you know, the pretty blonde white girl who <laughs> kicks the shit out of a bunch yeah. of dudes. What I saw it as kind of like when I was reading it was <laughs> like, it's almost yeah. like the Austin, yeah, exactly. the, the roller derby type of scene yeah. in Austin. It reminded me a lot well, that, of that. And their of, names yeah. are like that, you yeah. know. Well, I come from like, like, I come from a punk rock culture and yeah. I come from feminist culture and anarchist culture. And so, you know, you've got a lot of different people who are of ambiguous identity. Identity, right. call it politics is a pretty big thing and it's a pretty new thing to a lot of like the regular culture that people are discovering like all these debates about transgenderism and like just basic identity and like what what it, what is a feminist and what does that mean is it misinterest mm-hmm. is it all this you know it's it's a very big thing in our culture right now that people are still kind of afraid to talk about so i was really really intrigued by this character because he left it kind of open to interpretation in terms of who, what she looked like, and as long as it was this big riff, ripped, yeah. like almost like crazy, like bodybuilder, and I thought yeah. that was a really interesting concept because there is so much debate about females and in comics right now and how they're all drawn with this itsy bitsy armor all six, and got right. giant all, boobs and uh, giant butt, <laughs> which she has. She, she's got an itsy you know, bitsy costume. You know, she does, but, but we're making fun of this yeah. concept of like, you know, the reality is that a woman like her would yeah. look like this. She would yeah. be like this giant ripped girl because yeah. like, how else would she wrestle? She's a gladiator. Yeah, yeah she's a gra- gladiator. She's got to like beat the shit out of people yeah. on a regular basis. She's not going to be wafer thin. She, yeah. you know she doesn't have I mean? superpowers. She has a She's, she's well. She's, she's a muscle. It's she all abs and veiny, muscle. and yeah. <laughs> she's a bodybuilder, you know. It looks like you know, the, the, like like an Arnold Schwarzenegger in his prime type. Yeah. Like large built muscles. Yeah, big and arms and everything. Yeah. She breaks necks with boobs. And, and she's also <laughs> well, she's got a pair of fake. She's biracial. Yeah, she's uh-huh. half black, half yeah. white. So she's got this mix to her that's exotic. I hate using that word, but <laughs> exotic. Yeah, I mean, it's it's that's what most no, people had said. But at the same time, I was excited to do that because that is definitely a whole community of people that are yeah. very underrepresented. In, uh, biracial in, people. Well, biracial people biracial in general. general. <laughs> I'm pretty brown myself. Biracial I'm not gladiators. No one's white over here. Like you know, it's like. I'm very excited to draw a character who is not very re- represented. And there was one girl at one of the Comic Cons we went to who came up and she was biracial and she had like this big old like side ponytails like fluffed out. She had like a like a Catwoman shirt on or something. She was like a high school girl. She was this high school girl, but she was so excited because she picked it up. She's like, wait, is she black? Yeah. And I'm like, well, she's it's like a biracial situation. Like, we haven't really gone into it. It's really not going to be addressed in the comic right. because yeah. it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, but she's like, but you don't understand this matters to me because there's no representation. <laughs> and she's like, this is really awesome. Like, I, like, I never see this. Like, if there's a black woman in comics, it's usually, like, you know, a Halle Berry type of character. Mm-hmm. It's never, like, an actual like fucking woman you know and it's right. just like and this woman is like a big ripped woman but she's a fucking woman like it's a real like this girl got so excited and but that more was part importantly did well, she that... buy it <laughs> right she did and it's so cool but i did. gotta go <laughs> she did she was so excited about it like she like it, it like that part of it i'm a woman like and i all the representation for women in comics outside of like the amateur and the indie comics is like these tiny little wayfish girls who are blonde. Right. And Which blonde. I'm not against them, I might add. <laughs> yeah, you know, They're like, great too. They got you know, their place. Sex appeal, sex appeal. But I, I like, buy all the comics. 
my god, like, so you still the, have these, the like, superhero the women who are, like, can't barely hold themselves up on their own feet, never mind that's fucking why they beating up Superwoman. That's, that's something we talked about heavily yeah. when we were doing it was that, you know, we weren't, we didn't want her to be like no. a small weak thing because right. I was like dude she's not she's like six foot and change typical yeah sex. she's muscular she's you know because I, I you know I grew up with like uh, Ultimate Warrior being my you know hero or Dingo <laughs> Warrior if you want to go even farther back <laughs> than that um, you know Hulk Hogan these guys and they're not like small guys like whenever yeah. the small guys would even show up there I'm like fuck him get him out of my face I want that muscle dude to be like bring me out the big buff dude and, 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 and that was a thing like cause you know I was, I was, when, I was, when I was coming up with the concept of it even I was like you know what's attractive like a lot of it to me is like what do we see as sexy and what right. we see as sexy is is kind of really photoshopped and really cleaned up yeah. um, and then you know one of the things I really wanted to pursue with it was uh, the sexuality of it like you have a culture you know Japanese culture that's really oppressed sexually mm -hmm. but then it blows up in weird spots yeah. like <laughs> well, and, yeah. I, and I mean so in simple much, things <laughs> well, like AV stars to them are kind of just like Sasha Gray you know Sasha Gray yeah. who's kind of been one of the few porn stars to really kind of go cross out and do over. something else. Yeah, yeah, she's crossed over to regular media a little bit. You know, you have a few of them who've done that. Jenna Jameson was another one here in the U.S. But over there, that's not unusual for, like, an AV star, as they call them, mm -hmm. you know, potentially porn star, to, like, oh, do, I like, know. super <laughs> hardcore <laughs> movies and then, like, sell breakfast cereal. Yeah. Like, oh, really? Yeah, it's crazy. Wow. Like, and, that's pretty crazy. And so one of the things with Shenzhen... culture is strange. It, it is. <laughs> and, and that's what I wanted to pursue with it was this yeah. kind of... You know, I call, like, the, the cuisine, like, I, I did an ad in there, a fake ad for... Uh, um, sushi sliders, I yeah. call them. Uh -huh. yeah. Have you seen all those weird Japanese inventions that they make? Oh, yeah, it's yeah. a whole, um, it's a thing. They have a word for it. Um, I don't Chindogu. remember what it is. Is it? Yeah. yeah. Where they, they do, like, weird like inventions. to keep your hair out of your face. Yeah. It's like a, <laughs> but it's all, like, worthless. Yeah. It's useless inventions. It's, so, it's supposed oh, to be stupid. an invention that actually, like, was meant to solve a purpose, but actually made it harder yeah. to do other things. <laughs> Which I love. Yeah. Like, one of them is, like, glasses with funnels on it to put eye drops, eye drops yeah. eyes. And then you can't see out of the glasses because they got funnels. And I love, yeah. and I love that kind of stuff. And culturally here, we're like, why would you do that if you can't sell it? <laughs> and uh, with Chantilly, I wanted to, you know, what's what's sexy? Like, a six-foot-tall, change, muscle-bound woman. Yeah. Did you Xena as a... Well, Zena even. Was one of the references. Oh, dude, Zena. Oh, Lucy Lawless. We, we went above and beyond. My research yeah. for the, I mean, he really gave me an open yeah. book on this. He had some specifics, but yeah. they were very far and few between. Like, so I what I did was I researched female bodybuilders, yeah. and I went full out. I went and found the craziest looking bitches <laughs> you can find. Like, and I don't mean, I'm not shaming them. I think they're beautiful in their own amazing yeah. way. Like that's, you know, that's who they are. And I think it's amazing that they rock that. Well, cause they got a smile on their face like every time. They're oh, not sad yeah. they're that way. They're, I mean, they, they're proud of who they are and what they've become they work and for what it. they do. And you know, it's like, that's uh, a pretty buff chick. it was yeah. quite, it was quite fun doing that research because yeah. I had never even explored that in a million years. It like actually made me start working out even more. Like, it was like, Man, I got a long way to go. <laughs> Jeez. I was, I was, I, you know, I, I was. So it, parts of it were like interested, just the idea of beauty and, and things like that, and you know, and and sexuality and, and all these things, and, and just kind of crushing the norms around yeah. them. Right. Like you, you don't, you look at this at Chantilly, and you don't think sex, and you don't think 
she's got a normal life and you don't you know but in reality she she's got normal girlfriends she goes and hangs out <laughs> yeah. and goes shopping with, which is going to be like, the next issue she's got actually. money problems oh, shopping. the next issue is actually gonna it's called no money no problems <laughs> yeah um because uh i mean part of the story being her father's kind of a control of her money right. not kind of like right. the yeah, biggest yeah. driving force behind the comic and, and, and that's that's what she's having to deal with this first arc is completely about her essentially which dealing is with the it. feminist part yeah. of it is like her trying to fight back against this patriarchal idea that women cannot be in control of their own lives and well, well and i because i think you know i'm i'm I, I'm, I'm a she pro very gun much guy. Is. Yeah. yeah. Well, because so. well, you know that's the thing is you have a six foot change woman, built as all can be. Her father's this short pudgy dude. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he's uh, the white aspect of her. <laughs> and yet he's completely in control of her her finances. And physically she's stronger than him, but but it doesn't matter yeah, because the culture itself wasn't wouldn't allowed. And so for me, like with it, it's it's a very I I call it my like pro feminism pro gun book, um, because the thing is it's got, uh, you know great about guns. First line of the book is you know God didn't make all men equal. Sam Colt did, um, and that's a big thing for me is the idea that um, with with guns women are able to you know with with something to equalize you and bring you physically up there you can mm-hmm. do it, and Chantilly can't do that. Even though she's physically superior, right? Even yeah, that can't do it in this. So. There's nothing she can do to she, be equal. She There's nothing she can ever do. She's on a regular basis. <laughs> she's, she's, yeah, she's, she's still <laughs> considered ripped inferior. And, yeah, somehow and she's, she's smart. And yeah, she's she's not an idiot by any means. Mm-hmm. No, she's got a degree. You know, she had to get a degree to become what she is. So. She's not weak. Um, but it doesn't matter because of her gender that yeah. eliminates she's every aspect. She's born with a vagina, so automatically. Does she yes. have a crushing vagina? We we haven't <laughs> seen that yet, but I have written, she's and curious. and we'll see him. We'll see because she she's got a, a boy. She's got a friends with a boy benefits. Toy, yeah, mm-hmm. and but that ends up becoming a, a, an aspect too because. Like one of the things that we're going to see out of think that character is going to be, um, he's going to be a product of his environment, you know, and just the w- same way Chantilly's kind of against the environment she's in, mm-hmm. he's going to be what happens when a good person goes bad because of the world telling them this is how you're supposed to be and so we're going to see that I'm more excited I am excited about the next issue it's a girls night out issue um, and I've already created the logo for it it's very um, sex in the city it's <laughs> sex, in the, sex in the city um, so, it's it's girls night out they're going to go out drinking yeah. with I, see I don't know if I feel comfortable telling all four of the characters names yet no so. don't do it but <laughs> wait, when's, that, when's that issue when are you all planning that um, issue we're working on it right now um, we're, we're working on it it's going to be probably about spring next year cool. that you might see it that, so. that'll be printed and out and yeah. ready and all so, strength, I'm hoping to have at least the drawings done by January because I usually get a good chunk of time off in December and January so I'm hoping <laughs> that we will be able to at least have most of it done by January if not February yeah. so but we're going to be able to see more of the world that's that's I think one, yeah. one of the reasons yeah. that it's it's been interesting because I'm not a girly girl I don't go clubbing <laughs> I do. I, I, it's funny because right now I'm I'm gonna be a bridesmaid in a couple weeks, and it's a whole new world for me. Right. Again, I I mean I wear dresses. I just I wear like retro I dresses. I, I wear I, you know, I wear skirts. I mean I do that type of thing, but I don't do the whole shopping and hanging out with my girlfriends kind of thing. Like it's just not a world for me yeah. like I don't understand it yes. so I've I was, actually I was a bridesmaid recently and I'm kind of the same way yeah. <laughs> like there were like four hours of getting ready when yeah. I was like sitting on the couch like what's happening right now yeah. <laughs> I don't I know how to participate in I did buy a badass uh, dress for for the brides uh, thankfully she was just like oh it's gonna be eclectic just kind of I just kind of want like a vintagey 
either like charcoal gray or mint. And I was like, charcoal gray, I'm good. <laughs> and I got a badass like 50s like housewife like dress, like which I'm gonna rock with a giant curl. I'm really excited about it. I can't get curly. I can, but even that, it's like subcultury. It's yeah. not. It's not like girly in the you know Sarah Jessica Parker sense where I'm like. Putting on my gold lame. You're getting dress girly, but you're still and, like, sticking it to the man. <laughs> well, that, that's I think yeah. what we're going to see in this issue too. Is yeah. Chantilly's not one of them, she's but she has to pretend like, to be. She's right. like wearing the most awkward. Like I've been doing research on club wear <laughs> and like all the spandex and like sequins yeah. and How things. How is this research showing up at a club? No, it's. It's Google. actually a it's lot me of being Google. a creeper and going out like, can I take a photo? I mean, here? I should do that. I probably should just no, get I'm my gonna do it. I'm gonna gay do friends together and I need to do a John. crash a club. I need to John Waters my mustache and just go out there. Can I take a photo of you for a comic book? I mean, living in Austin is like. You should go to Gold's Gym just. Sit and just watch ladies work out. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I work out, awkward. so that's not. But I mean, like, I should just go down to Sixth Street, I guess, and walk in one of the normal clubs because I always go to like oh, man. East Six and yeah. go drink with all the hipster assholes. <laughs> you know, because at least there, I'm not getting leered at by some dude who's about to put roofies in my drink. See, I, I don't even do any of that stuff. Like, I don't go out drinking that much. I, I drink at home like a good alcoholic. Yeah, does. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, it's been a while. I don't really go out and do that kind of stuff. But you know, for me, like. I mean, I think that's that's part of what what I'm going after is you know you have a character who's kind of awkward but forced into the situation, yeah. mm-hmm. and like she's and she's forced into it by she's... another character who's also physically intimidating. Oh, so yeah. it's not one of those but where it's more like, traditionally beautiful than well, Chantilly. Well, and because like she's all that other one is somewhat more in charge of her finances. Yeah, she's able to have that financial freedom that Chantilly's really never able. To, she's never yeah. been able to have that youth. You know that twenty-something Chantel- go Chantilly have a good time. Chantilly is poor and brown and big, and yeah. <laughs> so it's like it's she's she's so many people are gonna relate to her <laughs> being That's that true. awkward. There's a lot of, there's a lot of girls, <laughs> and you don't even have to be brown. You don't even have to be big, but there's a lot of girls <laughs> who are that girl in their girlfriend's group who are like don't have the prettiest dress, yeah. don't have the heels, they so the they're like kind of in the back, <laughs> like, like, you know, the they're wo- the ones that they're like the pity bang of the night type <laughs> of thing, you know, I was that girl usually, when I was single, that was me, like always like, oh yeah, all my best friends are way hotter, <laughs> well, I, I, I'm the girl in boots and like a ripped punk shirt. Have you seen that Louis C.K. bit about the, the club girl? He's like like the girl at the bar that everyone wants to have sex with. (laughs) You don't want to be that girl. (laughs) She's the loneliest girl. You don't want your daughter to be that girl. The part that that, that gets me is, and this is a personal part of it, is uh, I wrote it. So like I've got this like like what do you write? Well let's see, uh, Chantelle Mace. I wrote her and she's dark skinned and you know big muscular women. Oh how do you relate to that? Ooh. (laughs) Um, Seen some movies. Flutter. You know, it's about a woman living in abject poverty, um, you know, who feeds medicinal marijuana brownies to her child. <laughs> what do you know about that? Well, I've never smoked weed, and I've never been, I've never lived in abject poverty, and uh, I've, I've got none of those problems. And uh, Marcus is the only one I've got close. Yeah. And that one's awkward. So, so I, then I, you, that, but you've got one. people on those projects who kind of understand. Like you have. Well, me I understand. You know, helping I, to develop Chantilly in a way that's not like. 
you know. Well, and, and I, I work, I think, you know, I'm, I'm able to work from a, from an academic standpoint. Yeah. You know, I, I don't... You also are biracial. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm How exotic. No, yeah, I know. I'm, How exotic. I'm white mutt. Location unknown. Like, origins unknown. I know we're from America. Um, a lot of generations back. And then I'm Mexican. Mm. And we were in America a lot of generations back. <laughs> the most no, generations. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, I mean, my, my family was here. My Mexican side was here in Texas um, when it became the United States. Right, yeah, that's how, like, that's how mine was. Yeah, we just kind of like, we're like, we're here. And they're like, well, you're not Mexicans anymore. You're Americans. And we're <laughs> like, right. okay. Is that going to change our lives in any way, shape, or form? <laughs> no. no. Okay. <laughs> we're still migrant workers, right? <laughs> yep. Okay. Uh, maybe we'll do better in a couple hundred years. <laughs> and then they get me and they're like, oh, this is what we worked hard for? <laughs> Fuck yeah. Whereas I, my, my family's Italian and Portuguese, and the Portuguese isn't even mainland Portugal. It's the Azores, which is an island. Yeah. They, they just, like, Australia'd you? Like, they're like, what the criminals over there? It was, yeah, I, well, I guess some Portuguese dude, like, went to the Azores and, like, conquered it, like, Hawaii. Oh. <laughs> so then it mixed with Islanders, and now, so anybody who's Azorean Portuguese is super brown. <laughs> and, like, so, like, and then that mixed with Italian, and you get me. <laughs> I like the idea of that, though, like, you know... So, like we've conquered them, so let us spread our seed. <laughs> That's like, pretty much. What? Hey, we've it's like conquered that, you. Let's all fuck. It's great. It's like that. It's like that scene in uh, True Romance with you know Christopher Walken. He's doing that whole spiel. I forget what's it. Dennis Hopper. Dennis Hopper, right? Yeah, it's yeah. Hopper on that one. Yeah, giving the speech to Walken about the. Because I was thinking walking, I was like, watch up his ass? It's Pulp Fiction. It is weird to conquer someone, then impregnate them with your child. As in, like, like, well, I own you, now have I mean, offering. isn't that marriage? And <laughs> well, it's pretty dark to me when you... <laughs> I might say, married for, uh, married for nine years, no babies. I might, like... Never married, no babies. I have a boyfriend who wants no babies or marriage either. I have a wife who wants yes. no babies. We buy video games and comic books. <laughs> There's no way I could have dropped fifty bucks in comic books with a kid. Like I wouldn't. No disrespect to people with kids or no. I'm fine with kids. you having one. By all means, that is your world, and I will love that child if you bring it into the world and say, "Hey, love my child." I will look at that child and be like, "Yay, it's a child." You know, I'm not gonna hate. But well, I got no nephews. Book, but yeah, it's I've got baby. two nephews, and I'm glad to have them. But you know, you see them when you want to see them. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is, I, I it's it's like rent a kid. You know, like if I go to. Disney World or something I don't want to show up there like just Regina and I because it's just weird <laughs> so like you just borrow the kids for the weekend and then like when things happen you don't have to deal with like uh, when they're really young and that black stuff comes out of them you know what I'm talking about it's like poop but not uh, yeah. it's like a paste it's charcoal it's like charcoal play-doh kind of like it's mixed with like a stripe of like tan it's like Nute it's like black Nutella like would be the way I could describe it like a black like the best way to do it. imagine those snakes that you burn and they it like is it's like, it's like tar it's the grossest King thing cobra coming out of a kid's ass and what gets me is when parents are like well it doesn't stink I'm like I don't fucking care <laughs> it's not mine like so yeah I had two nephews and then like they would come or we went to visit them and they're like oh you could change them I'm like no <laughs> no. You can change them. And I'm Why like, shit all in that beer. I'm not doing any of that shit. Like, I just walk. I like, okay, one of them smells bad. Fix it. Like, I'm not going to do that stuff. I got other things to do. I didn't, if I wanted to do all that, I'd have had my own. Um, but it's nice because, you know, but you get that, like, weekend, like, 
you know, my parents came with my two nephews. They visited just the nephews, and and we had a good old time. We went out to eat and played, and, and <laughs> I have tons of toys that I didn't let them touch, but like they could see them on my shelves and they looked great. But we had a good old time, and um, what was really nice was. My parents were like, oh, you guys would make great parents. I'm like, no, we wouldn't. What makes us sound, seem like good parents is that we give them away on Sunday. Like, when you guys go away, because, like, we can be, like, totally intense with those children. Like, yeah, I'm right here for you, nephew. I am right here. But we only have to be intense for them yeah. for, like, a That's weekend. a short amount of time. And then I don't have to deal with them, and I'll never think about them. That makes it sound terrible. I won't think about them for, like, months oh, on end. And, and I am an asshole, and that's fine. But I'm the asshole who shouldn't have a child. And I made that decision because of my asshole nature. That having a kid would just get in the way of me buying. Like, okay, I've got $500 on my list of Lego sets I intend to buy this year. <laughs> what? That's... But perfect my, for kids when wow. my dad was my age there's no way I, he could have done that you know he couldn't have done it but like I can I'm going wow. to a comic convention at the end of the month you know wow. and, and that's our vacation we're going to go do that and I'm going to meet Kevin Eastman you know co-creator of Teenage Ninja oh, yeah, Turtles cool. and, I met him at New York comic oh have you that's pretty that's cool that's awesome yeah. See, oh he was at he was at a he was at a Capital City Con he was at this Capital year. City, but I didn't go to and Capital he, City. He did the, the coolest thing is I went there with a friend, and he had a panel yeah. that was, you know, in the convention center and everything. So we went up. It was like at 2 o'clock. There were literally 30 people in the what? room. What? So he, I mean, it was just a personal conversation with, you know, with him, and he talked about the history, Cause how he it started, how it originated, and it was, it was pretty cool because it was all... You know, if you go to like big conventions and you go to those yeah, panels, oh, it's just like people who want to talk to them and have stupid yeah. questions. It was all true fans sitting there with them That's and talking. Amazing. It was it was probably one of the best panels I've been to. Well, I'm hoping for something more like that. You know, I have a um, I have a cell from the cartoon. Oh, really? Um, like, yeah, I, I have a cell from my favorite episode, which was um, I don't remember the name of it. What a favorite episode! <laughs> but it was the one where there were meatballs and there were aliens. Do you remember this? Nobody remember this? It was one where there were these meatballs and they put them on pizzas and they were aliens. Anyway, I have a cell from that uh, that episode and it's got Donatello hitting a big can of spaghetti sauce. And I'm like, I'm going to get it soon. And I'm just super excited about it. And, I, and, and I'm a huge She-Hulk fan, uh, which Chantilly Mae, She-Hulk, you know, there's a little bit of that in there. And uh, Stan Lee's going to be there. And that was the last comic he wrote for, uh, the last character he created for Marvel before his big hiatus. Yeah, and nice. so I'm going to get that signed too for 80 fucking dollars. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which is why I don't have those Lego sets right now. Um, but you know, I can't, you can't do that because like $80 buys a lot of like food for kids. Mm, you know, food, like diapers. And- yeah, I can go hungry. Like, I don't mind it. Like, oh, and I can't afford to eat. Fuck it. You know, like I won't eat for a week, fine, but I get to buy cool comic books. I'm right. comfortable with that. But we have a kid; you can't do that anymore. Like, yeah. Go to jail for that. It's weird, right? It's like, look, just just lick the comic book bags. Maybe there's some <laughs> finger grease or nachos on there still, but you can't do any of that. Uh, and that's cool. I mean, if people choose to do that, well, my brother did that. <laughs> yeah, it's probably not the best choice. But you know, but I got two nephews, and it's close enough for me. You know, and they're in Virginia, which is perfect because uh, they're far enough away that I, I can go be like oh I got nephews it's okay but like I don't have to do anything with them well, they're not old enough yet like yeah. the, the nephews get fun at like 13 you know 12 13 years old you can like buy them all the dangerous toys right and take them to <laughs> all the dangerous darts. things who what? Lawn, darts. <laughs> lawn darts I know that'll be my anywhere now I know. I know they're illegal I keep meaning to buy them like because I'm a sucker for, like, uh, like one of the big sets I want to buy is all the um, worst video games of all time. Like, uh, you know, because, like, there's, like, Aquaman for Xbox. There's, um, uh, all the worst video games. Uh, you know, and I want this list of crappy old video e. games. 
Yeah, ET's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. that's like the legendary. They found like a pit of yeah. like abandoned ET games because it was so bad that they didn't want to admit they had all these that didn't sell, so they buried them in a pit yeah. somewhere in the mm. desert. So they weird. just made two movies on it. Microsoft's got a documentary about it, and then the uh, Angry Video Game Nerd, his oh, yeah. movie was about that. Was about oh, yeah. um, uh, that one. So, yeah, uh, I don't know. I'm a sucker for all that uh, I, crappy, dangerous I stuff. I hate to be the jerk, but I have to wrap up. Oh, what a jerk. I know. <laughs> I got work in the morning. I know, and I've got to wake up at like noon. He doesn't, one o'clock. but I do. <laughs> I've got some video games i got to play. i got to play my some more Diablo. My up in my pocket right oh, now. Diablo. I'm boss. All right, well, we'll, get, we'll wrap it up then. You know, wrap it up for Michelle. It's great to have <laughs> y'all sorry. on, Tony. Oh, yeah, Michelle, no, we on. got to talk about a lot of good things. Talk about your comic. Before we go, do y'all have websites, Facebook, anything um, you want to promote so everyone can go find you and... Oh, let's see. Let's do the list. Okay, so there's the <laughs> Facebook Chantilly Mace page, mm-hmm. which I think is Chantilly Mace Comic. Um, it's got a picture of Chantilly Mace on there. At um, Tuzu Comics is our Twitter thing, which I think there's only like three tweets. Like, the comic book is out on Comixology, and a horse just farted on me. <laughs> I think are the only nice. things that I've tweeted. I, I had a horse fart on me on set, and I got really annoyed. I was like, I'm going to tweet about it. That's what people do when they're mad. <laughs> and so I tweeted about that, and then... Um, uh, also, if you ever want to get in contact, or actually if you just want a digital copy of the book, um, uh, contact me at uh, tuzucomics at gmail.com. So, yeah, tuzucomics at gmail.com. Uh, or just, you know, tweet at me, I guess. Tuzu is at T-O? T-O-O-Z-O-O-C-O-M-I-C-S at gmail.com. Yep. And I think that's those are the three, so, yeah. And then if you're interested in hearing me give advice or bitch about being an assistant director I have a tumblr <laughs> called goingforpicture.tumblr.com uh, for as an F-O-R and uh, it's just about the life of a first assistant director in independent films and uh, it's actually got a lot of followers and nice. that's how you can find me there definitely check that out oh so. also actually yes we are on Comixology as well oh, okay. um, oh, cool. we have Chantilly Mace on Comixology it's only 99 cents uh, the same price Woo! as a big coat at a thrift shop <laughs> yes. and um, <laughs> and uh, but yeah and if you can't afford the 99 cents like I said just throw me an email and we also have a blog spot which also hasn't been updated because I don't like social media so yeah. cool but yeah just uh, I guess those are them we should yeah. just make a Tumblr Tumblr I don't know what Tumblr... Is that like Blogspot? Yeah, but it's better. I don't know okay. what any of those are. I, don't, <laughs> I just write comic books, man. I don't know <laughs> shit. I write comic books and play video games. Like, I'm the prototypical nerd. <laughs> well, awesome. Cool. It was great having well, you all. Thanks for having us. Thanks, guys. We should definitely do something, because I know we talked about the comic, talked about yeah, like, yeah. stories and stuff. I'd like to do another one sometime. Talk sure. about I'm always movies and on-set yeah. stuff and things yeah. like that. That'd be cool. I could talk about set stuff forever. Yeah. <laughs> definitely have to set something up like, I, something I, up like that. Dude, I'd love to. Yeah I, yeah, I watch bad movies, bad television, <laughs> bad cartoons. You work on bad movies. I work on really bad movies sometimes, and some really good ones. There's yeah. a couple of really good films out there that I've worked on. Probably with the shotgun. No, I didn't do that. But It's like his favorite movie. <laughs> one of my favorite ones I just got to do in that vein was uh, called Lumberjack Man, uh, directed by Josh Bear actually, um, and it's uh, it's uh, it's not out yet, but it's there's a little bit of media out there on it, like photos and stuff. But that's that's uh, going to be I think a pretty fun little film. We'll see. You know, Very cool. Cool. Very thanks cool. for right, again. Well, thanks for having us, night. guys. And thanks for listening. Don't forget you can follow us at Twitter at Loitering and. Uh, you can email us at loiteringand at gmail.com. Guess where we are. We censor out the name of the restaurant and everything so people can guess. Oh, win okay. shirts, prizes, and shit like that. 
about that. Well, so I could win a shirt if I. You can't. You're you're exempt. Well, I got. I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you a hint. It has delicious chicken. <laughs> and now he's gonna he's gonna blank out the chicken. But it has <laughs> delicious. I'm just blank. gonna blank out. And I'll leave fried chicken and everything in there. Well, I, so, yeah. Well, I, I'll get Regina good. to get us a free T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. everybody. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being on here, Tony, Michelle. Yeah. Thanks Thank a lot. You. Thanks. Thank you. Nice everyone have a good night. Nice Woo. Nice seeing you, you again. Guys. Nice meeting you guys. It was uh, good fun. Next week on Loitering and. Woo! Woo! <laughs> We're here with another episode of Loitering and outside. Next to the power stations. I don't know if this is safe. We're like sitting in a cancer cluster <laughs> right here. Yeah. We're here with Dan Price. Are you excited to be on? I am. I got a boner. It's great. What are you working on currently? A latex avenger and a sidekick spermicidal foam lab. Together, <laughs> together they're repelling crime 99.9% of the time. <laughs> and it. masters of the obvious for Hound Comics. This is a good story. <laughs> I was in New Orleans though? and this guy comes up, red jacket, got the gun, his hand is shaking. <laughs> they said, ha, all right, you got me hookers. And so they go off in space and they have this adventure and again it felt like an Adonis you know what I mean walking around just a little bit prouder you know ridiculous woo loitering and